Hello, my name is Zoe, and I'm from Cold Lake First Nations. You are listening to the Wokotwin Podcast, Urban Native and Concrete Indian. With some oomph, baby. Thanks for listening. While some people believe that Wakotuin can only be found within a community, we will be looking to challenge the concepts of community to show that Indigenous people have found ways to build meaningful relationships and spaces within an urban setting. My name is Tammy Lamouche. My name is Jalen Marshall. And we are here with Professor Hadley Freeland. What was your background or what's your role at the university? So I teach... Um, a couple seminars. I teach Indigenous laws, questions, and methods um, for uh, engaging with Indigenous people's own law. And last year, I co-taught with uh, Shailene Jobin the Wakotoin course. Could you talk more about the Wakotoin project? Um, so I could. <laughs> so the Wakotoin um, project was kind of an amazing collaboration because it was actually initiated by elders from Asinowichi Winnowick um, who wanted, who thought it was really important to start sharing knowledge. Um, and then the rest of the course was co-developed with Shailene and I and um, elders and other people from Asinowichi Winnowick. Um, so we developed a course and then we went up, we, we spent two days in the classroom here and three days uh, in a camp up in the Sinowichi-Winnewick territory. Thinking about Wakotuin from a community setting, how do you see Wakotuin within an urban setting and how can it be practiced? It's a really good question because the difference, like I would say the difference when we're living in community, um, the relations are really clear. So. When I'm in Sousa Creek, uh, it's my niece, my nephew, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, I could tell you um, who's in each house, and so it's really clear the connections between people. And I think when we go into urban settings, connections exist, but they're less clear, and and they're less easy sometimes um, and casual to be able to go back and forth. So sometimes I see in a community, it's almost like Wakotoin, for better or worse, is a massive fact of life. It just, it's life. Um, and in urban settings, there needs to be a little more conscious building and seeking out and recognizing it. Um, it does require that next level of work. Um, are there, do you think there is some like improvement happening? They want to bring in community, right, with Indigenous and non-Indigenous. Yeah, I think it's intentional community, right? Mm -hmm. So again, in the community, I mean, you might intentionally live there, but it's just right there. Like, it's it's not something you need to have intent. And in fact, if you don't want it, you don't have a choice. You can't actually (laughs) back out. Um, um, But I think, yeah, I think in the city it's about intentional community. So... I think like the round dance is is a great example of that, right? When these events happen, like yeah. they're traditional gathering events, right? Exactly. And I think um, I don't think they're new. I think it's a continuation of a long way of being, yes. where people gathered at round dance and powwows, and it's it's just continuing. Maybe it didn't always happen at the university, but mm-hmm. now it is, and mm-hmm. I think it's great. Because 
you're not in community all the time because you're here. How do you find your Lakota? That's a really good question. I'll be honest that sometimes when I leave the community, I feel really lonely and cold when I come to the city. And it's, it sounds so strange, but it was really, I think, from going from being in these embedded relationships that I could not get out of <laughs> to, to suddenly being where, like, you know, I was alone and less, like, effort was taken to mm-hmm. connect. Um, so it is a challenge, and I, I think um, try to be mindful of our different levels of relationships and the gifts. Um, so sometimes relationships look different in the city. Um, sometimes you relate to different people in different ways. Um, and there's sometimes gifts in being able to have the choice. Um, so I, I try to embrace that and enjoy that. and. I think it is more about being intentional and mindful. I see the value of land-based and plan-based learn, land-based and place-based learning, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you guys can see that, I'm sure, mm-hmm. when you were up in the community, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's vast knowledge and amazing things to learn, but there's value to what you're learning here too, and we need to honor that and uphold each other. Like that's. That's really, really important. At that Wakotoan conference, Maria Campbell was there, and she told this story that I just think makes a lot of sense. And she said she was in the city, and she was really angry one day. And there was this uh, elder who was staying with her at the time, and she came home, and she was just so angry at everything and feeling like she'd been robbed of like everything and all this stuff, and going on and on and on. And she and her kids used to work on puzzles, so they had a puzzle that was almost completely done on a table. And that elder went over to the the puzzle and he just threw it up in the air and had it fall. And she was just like, oh my God, why did you do that? (laughs) And and he said, that's what colonialism did. Like, that's what colonialism did. Throw throw things up and all the pieces are falling. But we need all those pieces. Like, every single one of those pieces are important. Um, And we need to do the work to pick them up and put them back together because... Otherwise, we're not going to have a whole, right? That was really important to us in the Wakotawin course and some of the work we did beforehand is we thought we want you to know your gifts. Like, you are gifts, <laughs> you know? And you have gifts, right? And we need, we need all of you and we need all of your gifts and we have to work together wherever we are to make things whole. And that's Wakotawin. I'm Sam, my name is Tammy Lamouche, and I'm sitting here with Jaylee Marshall, Danielle Iron, Shayna Arcand. Today we will be discussing Wakotuin within an urban setting and how we find our Wakotuin here on U of A campus. So Wakotuin is all about being interrelated to all things. So thinking about the land, the people, the language, and relationships, relationships, Mm -hmm. like those are so important. And then Mia Wichituin is actually, it focuses more on relationships. So it's Mm -hmm. governing good relations. Mm -hmm. So I think this ties so much in with what we're talking about with finding that here. And Mia Wichituin has a lot to do with it here. And, you know, 
like we're having we're having Mio uh, Chetuin here at the mm-hmm. table, you know. We're discussing what Wakotuin means to us and mm-hmm. you know, we experience it within the classes and we talked a lot about um, finding our community here. So I think that's really important. Talking about our experiences in community, I I don't know, Jaylee, how did you find your Wakotuin within this urban setting but also here on U of A campus? Uh, I grew up in Seattle. We never really grew up, we never ever grew up in mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. but we went to like round dances and powwows and Lake St. Anne and all that other stuff. Um, it wasn't until like the class that my, that I knew like the meaning of what go to it. Even for me, I grew up in community, so I was immersed you know, in the, in the Cree language. I was raised for um, five years from my, my Kukum and my Mosum, and we always went to the cabin. Like, they, my Mosum always had to hunt during the seasons, and, you know, just, I, I was able to learn so much, but I didn't really know, like, how valuable that was until I came to the city, and, you know, I came to this big campus, and you know, thousands of students and I'm sitting in my intro courses and there's 300 students. You don't see very many indigenous people in those classes and you feel like this really strong sense of displacement and I've had that too, being the only indigenous students and then when indigenous topics come up, everyone looks to you mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking you have the answer. I feel like everybody wants us to be this pan-Indian where we have a sense of direction and just to like, be one with nature mm. but at the end of the day we're not not at all we don't have a, a sense of direction <laughs> like <laughs> tammy and i were on the wakotuin trip for class and there was a bunch of us and we went for a walk and we were just so excited to go and find this lake and nobody was paying attention to when we were going and then we got lost we were coming home and we didn't know where to go <laughs> It was late evening too, and I think we it was we, dark and it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> the poor people that were like coming with us, thinking that you know these three indigenous girls have <laughs> a strong sense of direction. <laughs> I think I even noted when we were walking. I was just like, "Oh, I smell the lake. It's this way." <laughs> so we walked towards. Oh, this lake is so beautiful, and it's getting a little bit dark. Should we walk back? And it was raining. And it's like this dense forest with like little trails. Everywhere. Everywhere. As we're walking, we see this like reddish kind of, which looked like the sun at dusk. <laughs> like it was <laughs> the sunset. Oh, it just looks so beautiful. And we could see it. We're like, oh, the sun is that way. We have to walk that way. The sun sets west. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're west. <laughs> so we're walking towards it. <laughs> and what happens, Jaylene? <laughs> The sun ended up being a cabin with an orange roof. <laughs> that was our sense of direction. We followed the cabin thinking that it was a sunset. That's hilarious. But yeah, like it wasn't until I started taking native studies courses where I started to felt feel like very connected and you know, I'm like Wow, there's a lot of Nietzsche's up in here at UMB <laughs> campus. <laughs> and I don't know, even though I wasn't related to them, I still found this connection and I feel like that's what uh, what Wakotuin is. And, you know, it's it's being finding that kinship and that and that connection with, you know, the people and um, 
finding your your place your kinships yeah your kinship and like finding your place where you are at that very moment and I feel like that was important to me and and you know creating these friendships and then having that connection with your prof too like where you're able to go and talk and they're always encouraging you I think that's when I started to realize oh this is my community here I'm I started to feel a lot more comfortable I think a huge part of me finding my place in that first semester was uh, Dorothy Thunder's uh, Creek class I didn't know I was missing that until um, I started like being able to speak the language because I was um, lost uh, because my mom is a second generation uh, residential school survivor mm -hmm. so I wasn't taught that and yeah I just felt like that was a missing piece of my Makotoman. And you Shayna? Um, well I lived in community my whole life so coming to the U of A it was very different because I've never you know experienced like city life or anything so being at the U of A and like all these events happening like ground dances and wow that brings like indigenous people here on campus together like it just makes you feel like you're not so far away from home and that like there is a sense of community here even though everyone is like strangers and like all these things so definitely think you can find Wakoto in away from home like it's kind of everywhere you mm -hmm. look yeah before um this semester i'd never heard of Wakoto in and um yeah i'd never had that uh, connection to my culture growing up because um my mother had to raise me and my sisters as a single mother so um she had to go where the work was and we moved around a lot and we always moved to a place with a high um, Aboriginal population, but um, always in a Catholic school for some odd reason. <laughs> That's like the same thing with me. Like I go and went to a Catholic school, so I didn't learn about mm -hmm. my culture or anything. But like coming to U of A, it's definitely opened my eyes to definitely. my culture, especially and like, you know, the meaning of Wakotoan and that kinship and relationship to everyone. And understanding too the importance of like where we're rooted, um, I feel I feel like that's what's making me realize more. And, and and you know I didn't realize those aspects of my upbringing were so important to like you know my indigeneity and and who I am today as a Nihio Esquio. And and I think it's awesome when we're learning about these things because you know I'm just like hey like I grew up like that and you know. I didn't realize they were fundamental mm -hmm. things that, you know, contribute to, like, our identity. Okay. And I'm trying to, like, teach my kids their identity and to, like, get them more immersed in their culture. Mm -hmm. That allows them to be comfortable because if you don't grow up in that and you're more white, you don't feel your connection. So, like, being able to immerse them at a young age, they'll just, they won't feel awkward. And then they, they'll have their identity, whether it's going to powwows or going to sweats or just being who they are and teaching them their identity, teaching them their like Wakotoan in a Denny way. And you can find that like in the city as mm -hmm. well. You don't mm -hmm. need to be on community to find your Wakotoan. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think as um, Hadley um, talked about within her interview is that it's all, it's there's land-based learning and there's place-based learning. So it's like finding your place here and like learning how to find those connections and, 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 and I feel like I think we had this discussion in class before where you know not very many people grew up in community so how does that affect you know your upbringing and, and I feel like 
us discussing this finding Wakotum within an urban setting you do any of you guys think that like you know for someone who didn't grow up in community that they can still find those aspects from community here in the city that would contribute to their like you know I think for sure you can find those aspects in the community even like here on campus we have so many like we have Aboriginal student services we have like and they put on so many different things to allow people to come together you have the gathering room in the faculty of native studies we have our own like classrooms where we find our connections and who we are that just like allows us to be who we are and allows mm -hmm. us to find our kinship and yeah like even though we're all like from different communities and we all have different backgrounds like we can still be a community here on campus mm -hmm. like we're all one mm -hmm. type thing so do you guys have any final thoughts i think it's like a way of life and a way of like mm -hmm. doing things especially like with management issues mm -hmm. like you incorporate that into management issues and it seems like that's what would work mm -hmm. and like helping the people and like helping the community and all these things and so i think it's made me realize that you know we do need more culture and not just kind of like a colonized way of doing mm -hmm. things we need to kind of like go back and look at the values of why we do and how we do things mm -hmm. i think even with this like podcast yeah. this has like been our wakotuan yep. like we've gotten together so many times we've tried to like make everything connect and work together and just like this is how we would manage we've all worked together mm -hmm. and working you know working as a collective mm-hmm and trying to mm -hmm. make everything interconnected like yeah I think, like communities have lost that sense of wakotan like the meaning especially like managing mm. the community mm -hmm. like not a sense of like within families or the people but like you know you kind of slowly find it in small places and hopefully it will like grow this episode would like to acknowledge the following people lily marshall trisha Beaudry, dr hadley freeman Raylynn Hawks, the episode creators are Jaylene Marshall, Shayna Arkan, Daniel Iron, and Tammy Lamouche, with support from Amanda, theme song by Big Bear Drum Group, mixed by Louis Boucher. Please join us on our next episode called Wint, That's Your Cousin, a discussion on lateral violence. Thank you for listening to the Wakotoan Podcast.